Welcome to the Bible Reading Plan podcast by Victory Point. One of the best ways to grow as a disciple of Jesus is to read and reflect on Scripture daily. We created this podcast to guide you through our daily Bible reading plan that helps us dwell in God's Word as we grow together in listening to the Spirit. Whether you're on your commute, doing dishes, or just getting up in the morning, we're glad you tuned in. Good morning. Happy Tuesday. It is the 19th of May, and we are going to be reading. I'm back with Jesse Like, and we are going to be reading Psalm 68, verses 1 through 10, and then 32 through 35. Once again, just a reminder, take some, a second to read this yourself and get, develop your own reflections on it before entering into the conversation. I guarantee you will get a lot more from it if you look at it than if you listen to us. But um, yeah, we're, we're going to be reading that. Jesse, before we do, you are the director of youth ministry at Victory Point. We work together a lot. We do. Uh, you also work for Kids Hope. That's true. Your wife, Katie, is wonderful, and she is a quilter. Yes. She has a, bit, a quilting business. Um, you have two daughters. Esther and Eliza, uh, whom you are getting to know even more during this lovely season. <laughs> um, and you also have, uh, an, I forgot to mention, you have a business called uh, Treehouse Strategies. Yep. And you do like uh, financial and strategic planning for small businesses. That's right. Yeah. Bookkeeping, um, strategic planning. Yep. You are more than what you appear, as all of us are, <laughs> I suppose. Um, but what's been some of the ways that you've been engaging with uh, this quarantine? Yeah, I think um, it's been an interesting time. You know, it's been, I think some of the highlights for me is spending a lot more time with my kids um, just because we're all in the same house together. So we can have lunch together. I'm not at work away. Um, mm -hmm. I think that's been a challenge at times for all of us because you're all together all the time. And anytime people, live together you get the best of each other and you get some of the challenges of each other if i'm honest yeah, um, absolutely but it's been i think that's been rich in my relationship with my daughters um i think is definitely more rich than it was you know months ago yep um so that's a huge thing you know uh we've been been trying to engage with uh students still through different mediums online and phone calls and been doing some intentional discipleship um mm -hmm. which has really been exciting uh, it's been different. It's been challenging to think uh, think out of the box. Um, been engaging with our leadership team for that too. And um, I think as much as it's been a challenge, there's been a lot of fruitful things coming out of this for us. Um, yep. And I'm excited about what that means for how we're going to continue to work hard to disciple students and families and um, maybe come out doing things differently, but I think in a way that probably is more fruitful. Yep. Um, so... Um, and I think on a personal note, I've been running again, which running is something I yeah. do. Um, yep. And it's kickstarted kind of like, because we're all in our same house all the time, um, running is the place I can go and be alone. And yep. um, so that's been a really healthy rhythm that kind of fell off for me for a long time is kind of consistent exercise. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's been something that I've really enjoyed reengaging in and it's been, yeah. you know, helped me stay mentally uh, healthy and sane. And um, yeah, so that's been a really cool thing. Yeah, I think that's a great, even just an example, your running example is a great example of 
how pruning affects our lives. Like when things are pruned away, new things grow back. And um, I have, and I, we share some faith, I think, because we, because of our conversations, we share some faith that um, this pruning season is going ultimately, maybe not right now, it doesn't feel like it, but ultimately it's going to be so healthy for our discipleship and for our church. Um, even though it's hard to see what that looks like exactly now, um, just the way I've seen God work so far is, is uh, basically, you know, we, we, when things are pruned away, we will become better runners, so to speak. You know what I mean? Um, and I think that'll be good for us long-term. Well, let's dive into today's scripture passage. Um, Psalm 68 verses one through 10 and then 32 through 35. I'll read this for us. Let God rise up. Let his enemies be scattered. Let those who hate him flee before him. As smoke is driven away, so drive them away. As wax melts before the fire, let the wicked perish before God. But let the righteous be joyful. Let them exult before God. Let them be jubilant with joy. Sing to God. Sing praises to his name. Lift up a song to him who rides upon the clouds. His name is the Lord. Be exultant before him. Father of orphans and protector of widows is God in his holy habitation. God gives the desolate a home to live in. He leads out the prisoners to prosperity, but the rebellious live in a parched land. O God, when you went out before your people, when you marched through the wilderness, Selah, the earth quaked, the heavens poured down, rain at the presence of God, the God of Sinai at the presence of God, the God of Israel. Rain in abundance, O God, you showered abroad, you restored your heritage when it languished. Your flock found a dwelling in it. In your goodness, O God, you provided for the needy. Sing to, the, to God, O kingdoms of the earth. Sing praises to the Lord, Selah. O rider in the heavens, the ancient heavens, listen. He sends out his voice, his mighty voice. Ascribe power to God, whose majesty is over Israel and whose power is in the skies. Awesome is God in his sanctuary, the God of Israel. He gives power and strength to his people. Blessed be God. So, Brendan, as you read this and um, kind of think about it, what's standing out to you? What's kind of initial impressions? Yeah, thanks, Jesse. I was about to ask you the same question. Um, okay. I immediately think, all right, we're talking about the Ascension this week. What does this psalm, just because my natural thing is just to go back to the uh, scripture passage we read yesterday and to overlap them a little bit. Um, and what does this psalm, how does this psalm unpack the ascension for me? How does this psalm, uh, uh, you know, give, give color to the ascension? And I go, um, yes, Jesus is exalted. He's exalted. The high, I mean, that's what Philippians 2 says, right? He's, he went all the way down, down to hell is what Philippians 2 says. He goes down to the depths of hell um, in order to... Um, exercise salvation over creation. And then he rises up, not just back to earth, but all the way back up to heaven to see, be seated at the right hand of God um, and be given the name that is above every name, the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow and every tongue confess, right? Um, and I see that here. It's like, um, yes, we're using terms of, you know, God as the Godhead here. But I think you could also say, okay, Jesus is the, is the God. Um, 
because he's uh, he's talking about um, you know uh, where is it on the clouds? Oh gosh, I I lost it. Where's my place? Oh, okay, verse four. Sing to God, sing praises to His name. Lift up a song to Him who rides upon the clouds. His name is the Lord. So I'm I'm just imagining Jesus literally riding upon the clouds up to His ascension. You know, and uh, uh, he. Uh, his power is in the skies, right? And then he gives power and strength to his people. There's like a little promise of, of a Pentecost there that if Jesus is exalted, that means that we too will be exalted because he gives power to us. He gives his Holy Spirit to us. So just the power and majesty of Jesus, I guess, is what I'm, what I'm picking up from this. How about you? You know, I'm as... As I'm looking through it and kind of reflecting on it, um, I see, especially in um, verses seven and eight, where or God, it's like the psalmist is reminding the people, "Do you remember when you were in the desert, in the wilderness? Hmm. Like, and in the wilderness, they were guided right by fire at night and a cloud by a day. And in the New Testament, after the ascension, the Holy Spirit comes like tongues of fire." Yeah, and Jesus ascends on clouds, and so there's this continuity between um, the presence of God uh, and how. Not that I, I think that necessarily says it comes like tongues of fire. Like not that the presence is fire, but like this representation of the the spirit, the presence of God as as guiding, as fire, as and fire is consuming, right? And we mm-hmm. see that in the early parts of this passage that the things that are not of God are consumed. Yeah, like they're melted, yeah. like. Um, they're consumed by the presence of God, but the things of God, they remain and mm-hmm. they're exalted. Um, so I guess those are the things that kind of bookending that's, that's yeah. kind of wrestling in me. I, I don't think that's, that's an accident. I think that's a really uh, awesome connection between the fire of Pentecost and the, the clouds of Ascension and the fire and clouds of Sinai, basically. Um, what does this have to say to us about, uh, you know, the ascension of Jesus and Pentecost? The fact that we have been delivered, you know, that God's people have been delivered from hell, literally, um, delivered from slavery, and have been led out by fire and cloud, and, um, and uh, led through the desert and into the promised land. Um, so there's like just a sense of deliverance and leading forward um, and right. provision and all that stuff. And then, and then like coming out of the, the wilderness and the fire, right? Fire refines. We're, we see in verse nine and 10 about how God provides rain and yeah. dwelling in his goodness. And so like, yes, there's fire. Yes, there's, uh, there's purification. Um, uh, yes, there's cleansing. There's uh, a pruning. There's, you know, fire was used often, I think, in the Bible as a reference because they understood how metals were purified, yep. right? And impurities under heat would go to the top and it would become more pure. But, but then rain is this beautiful picture of um, restoration and abundance because in the desert, rain was like this gift of, of God. And it was, I think, connected with crops. It was connected yep. with, um, yep. with like fruitfulness. So hmm So that's a great, there's, I mean, we talk about like invitation and challenge at Victory Point, this kind of duality or covenant and kingdom kind of the duality. Invitation challenge is like, okay, God is love and grace and mercy and peace. 
but then also challenges God is righteousness and justice and salvation. Um, and uh, we are both, you know, children of God. That's the invitation piece, but we're also heirs in the kingdom of God charged to do the kingdom work. Um, we are, uh, we are, we enjoy God's abundant reign His the way that he just nourishes, he showers abroad and restores the heritage, right? When it, when it languished, God, God brings refreshment and restoration and um, abundance into our lives. And there's the fire of, you know, drive, you know, let the, let the wax, let the wicked perish before God and um, the cleansing and the purification and the challenge of that too. Um, and I'm thankful for both. And um, I think in the Psalm, you really, you really get a sense of God's justice and righteousness, that, that sense of kingdom, sense of challenge. Um, and also you get this sense of just abundant grace and mercy. And, um, you know, it says providing for the needy, um, you know, uh, watering, watering your land, restoring your land, um, um, just the abundant, uh, and, and then even like the father of orphans and protector of widows in, in God and his holy habitation, just like the tenderness of God and also the righteousness of God kind of combined together. Um, I think it's just a beautiful image in this Psalm in the way that that lead, that's the kind of presence that leads us through the wilderness um, that leads us through wherever we're at right now. Yeah. And then it ends with the same promise that happens in Acts yesterday. Awesome yeah. is God in the sanctuary. Like the God of Israel, he gives power and strength to his people. Yeah. So that's like the same promises. Power will come upon you. Like he's consistent in that. Like he's, he's a God that shares his kingdom authority, which I think is that kingdom heir mentality. Like, yep. um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I come away from this psalm. It's hard to like explain a psalm, but I just come away from this psalm just feeling like it's going to be okay. You know, like we're going to be okay. <laughs> um, God has taken care of us. God is so powerful and mighty, and he's so tenderhearted towards his people. Um, he, I feel a sense of trust, of peace, and um, just a sense like, like, God is taking care of us. We're going to be okay. You know, that's what I come away with from this passage. Awesome. Well, you ready to kick out of this wave? Yeah, let's have a great day. Okay. Have a great day, everybody. Uh, God is on your side. He's got your back. He is um, for you. And uh, you can hide in the shadow of his wings. And, um, and so let's do that today. Enjoy his presence. Peace be with you. Goodbye. Thanks for listening to the Bible Reading Plan podcast. If you have any reflections on the scripture we just read, please click the link in the show notes to leave us a voice message. We'd love to hear from you. Let me send you on your way with a blessing. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up the light of his countenance upon you and give you his peace. Mm-hmm.